Well, it's time for us to talk football in the Senior Bowl and a guy who was down there earlier this week for Boston Sports Journal and is a five-star dink himself, our guy Mike Giardi. Welcome to Gresham Fourier. Hey, don't take that, Mike. Don't let him introduce you like that. Give it to him right back. Go ahead. You like it, huh? That's that's totally fair. So your you relationship, you your, rela- your relationship with, uh, I don't think it's a healthy relationship between you two. What All you, you guys do about? is make fun of each other. I feel like you guys, there's something going on there. There's something there. What's going? What's the you, real problem? Okay, I'll let him. I'll, I'll give my it's a real problem, Jardy. There's no problem. I mean, when I see Gresh, I, you know, I either it depends on the day, but you know, sometimes I want to hug him, and sometimes <laughs> I want to smack him upside his big fat head. Here's really what it is, Christian. At the end of the day, <laughs> I, I we think the same. It's a, I'm really a frustrated. <laughs> I'm a frustrated center. He's a frustrated quarterback. That's oh, yeah. why we get along. Oh, okay. It's one of those. It's one of those deals where you can uh, give each other the business. Plus, you teed me up with the whole three star general. I thing. know. Come I on. know. I know. Oh, man. So, uh, Giardi, I know you got boots and eyes on the ground in uh, down in Mobile. I know they're going to play the game, but really it's within the practices, right? I'm just curious from yep. your end, Mike. Like, we asked Rick Spielman this yesterday. I just want to start with this one. Overall, what were your takeaways from the crop of athletes in Mobile that you got to see? So I think the receiver position is incredibly deep and we're talking about, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. wasn't there. Romeo uh, was not there. Dunzier wasn't there. So like the, the, just the the overall level of talent uh, is impressive and sort of fits all shapes and sizes. If you need a slot guy, there's a few of those. If you need an outside guy, there's a few of those. If you need someone that can do a little bit of both, there's that too. So that, that sort of, jumped out at me. I think there was a lot of buzz about the tackles. And of course, you know, in New England, we we're talking about that because you probably need to. Um, but I didn't think in that regard, anybody other than Guyton, who's more of a right tackle out of Oklahoma, really jumped to me. Um, and then the quarterbacks, which again, same thing. You know, there's a lot of people that have, you know, different theories about how they should approach this build. And, not taking a quarterback at three and then either trading up late in the first round or taking one early in the second. And the, you know, two of those guys that would fall into that mold are Michael Penix and Bo Nix. They were both down there. They're both on the same team. So they were throwing, you know, one after the other or sometimes side by side. And um, there was a little buzz that maybe Bo Nix was going to, with a good senior bowl would work his way into the top 10. And I am here to tell you that in three days that did not, come close to happening man that kills me i have i have even more questions now about and again look it's three days so like there's this big body of work five years playing college football five different systems obviously had a ridiculous uh final year at oregon but he's 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 about 6'1 215 like so he's not this He's, he's not a bigger QB, and he's a good athlete, but I don't know that he's a great athlete. And he just – he was never – he wasn't in sync in any of the three days. You know, like he had little periods here or there, but by and large it was like Penix was the better quarterback, and I thought there was actually – a it felt to me like there was a bit of a gap there between the two. And, look, Penix isn't the same athlete as Nick's, but, like, I, I came away actually thinking the best quarterback of anybody in the three days was Spencer Rattler, and I wouldn't draft Spencer Rattler. He's a, I mean, he's a little dude who's not a super athlete. Wow. And if you're going to be little, 
if you're going to be little, you got to be Kyler Murray, you know, you, or you got to be like, you know, otherworldly in the pocket like uh, Drew Brees was. And I don't think Spencer's that. So I, I, I came away sort of feeling like I did before I went down there. And that is the best pass for a quarterback is to pick one at three. If you, if you, if you believe in one of the guys that ends up there. So Mike Girardi, it, it does, uh, does the Chicago situation with Justin, Justin Fields change the dynamics of the first three picks in the draft? So I, uh, it's actually funny you mentioned that because I, I just wrote about this on Boston Sports Journal. I talked to a lot of people down there about Fields because it's that's a name that's obviously come up for us even during the course of the season, right? Like might might he be an option? And is you know Chicago ends up with the number one overall pick, and I didn't find anybody down there that believes Fields stays in Chicago. Now look, Ryan Poles pulled the old okie dokie last year, traded the pick, and that was fine. They made out for a haul. Bryce Young obviously turned out to be not so good to Carolina. However, C.J. Stroud hit big at two. And there is, I think, in talking to people, the feeling that he was – Poles was granted the opportunity to do what he did last year and that maybe there's more pressure from above internally that this year you can't do the same thing, that this year we're three years into this field thing. He's not getting – he hasn't, like, gotten so much better that you feel like you can build the whole thing around him and that with this opportunity this time, you're better off taking a quarterback there. Now, whether that's Caleb Williams, and, you know, there's from a talent perspective, there's no question he's the, the best of the bunch, but there's other stuff, again, as you, people dig into him that he's going to have to answer to. Uh, that'll be the deal. But I, I, I just I came away more convinced that Fields is going to be available. And then, you know, what's the cost? Most people seem to think it's a third. Some people said maybe a high two, but I think you could probably work that out if, again, that's what you want to do. But then do you want to pick up the option? Because this is the season, the offseason, you have to pick up the fifth-year option or you just roll into it, trade for him, take one year, and if he's good, then just, hey, we got to pay him, we'll pay him. Yeah, so Mike Giardi, um, one of the things that you did say just made me think about, you mentioned Caleb Williams. and So the smear campaign has already begun with this kid, and I don't know 100%. if it's if you think it's real or not. You know, because in the you know, because it happens to every potential first or second pick in the draft. Um, you almost exaggerate some of his flaws, or maybe you you highlight them because they're real issues. I'm curious to think what your um, like what what worries you about him, so to speak. I think it's immaturity. I think he, some of the things that he did are just you. You know, look you at that position, and I think we just saw it. With, with Mac and maybe the questions about what kind of leader he was and did, buy, did guys buy into to his form of leadership, never mind, you know, the, that they obviously saw some limitations from, the, from his ability to play the position. But, like, if you have to be that guy, and there are some things about USC, the way USC talked after the bowl game about, like, I forget the kid's name now, that played and threw six touchdown passes, and there was a lot of repetition of, like, you know, we were, we were, we played for each other. We played as one. We played as a team. We got our team back. And it was like, well, wait, wait, what? Was that a, was it, was there internally some difficulties with Williams? And they didn't have the year they wanted to have. He didn't have the year he wanted to have. And I, and I have written most of the football stuff off, having watched them a bunch this year, and then now having sort of dove into the tape here in the, in the offseason. It's like he, he knew they sucked defensively. So every possession was like we have to score a touchdown. 
because if we don't score a touchdown, we're not going to get to 50. And if we don't get to 50, we're not winning the game. And, you know, they fired their D.C. late in the year. Like, it was a disaster defensively. And I think it got into some bad habits, which is the same thing I think happened with Drake May. Like, Drake May had even less talent around him. And it was like, same thing. If we don't get to 40, we're not winning because we're not stopping anybody. And so instead of taking the, the five-yard check down, right, you're trying to throw off your back foot 30 40 yards down the field trying to make something happen, and, and that's when mistakes happen. But th- there's there's some things I think Caleb, the interview process for him I think is going to be critical because I don't think there's any question from a talent perspective. Like, he gives you, you know, he gives you a homie and vibes from a from a talent perspective, but the, the other part of it is is critical for me at that position. Uh, Mike, I know you got eyes on UNH's Dylan Laub. I know the running back had a hell of a year. He came out. He's trying to make a name for himself. Did he look like he fit? 100%. 100% like. Um, and look, maybe it's because of that he's in our backyard and I want, and, and, I, and also because the Patriots could really use a patch catching back. But, like, I watched him closely and, you know, he's rocked up at 210. Uh, he was one of the fastest guys on day one in the GPS trackers. They lined him up in day two. He played some receiver and looked, you know, like if you, if people know of him at all or saw him at all, like he's a, he's a, he's a terrific pass catcher and he lined up a receiver and he had no problem there. Posted the Washington state corner, made it look easy. Like he's got all the skills to do it. The one thing for him will be, he hasn't had to, Blitz pickup, you know, um, he did it at a lower level. He's going to have to do it at the NFL level, and he's got to be able to show that he can handle it. But just based on his physicality, like, I think he can handle it. He'll just, you know, he's going to have to show it. But that, to me, would be the only thing that would eliminate him from, from playing in the league for a good long time. So is there, is there any other guy that you think is like some sort of dark horse? That like you know because I know like the senior what was it the the Shrine game was last night and uh, now you have the the Senior Bowl this yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I mean like was there a, a come on the Patriots seem to find somebody a corner almost every year some the random senior guy bowl in the middle of the round. Yeah, something like yeah, that. it's like a guy you see all the blue blood helmets and then you see some helmet that you don't recognize and you realize it's from <laughs> Southeastern State School right with three directions in their name. Well, I'll give you uh, Jaquan Jackson from Tulane. I know that's not necessarily like the smaller type thing, but he was the most consistent receiver for three days. He's five, he's about five nine. I think he'd be at five nine one ninety. So you know, just looking at him physically, you know, some does sort of the similar measurements to Pop Douglas, but he's definitely thicker. Um, and he's going to obviously have to make his living as a, as a slot guy at five nine and like really smooth, natural catcher of the football. Uh, good top end speed. Like, I mean, I don't know what he's going to run, but I'm just telling you, like, when he got even with DBs, he left DBs. So he's someone that I didn't have a lot of background with coming into it. And uh, after day one, I started looking at it, some of his state more. After day two, I went back and looked at some more. And like, yeah, I'm he he can play. Uh, you know, he's probably you're probably talking about a fourth round guy, but like that's that's someone I would keep my eye on. Uh, if you want to, you know, double the superpower at, at at slot, or if you just want someone that maybe, you know, like Pop had some durability issues this year, it wouldn't be uh, unwise to double down on the position. I, re- I really liked him. He really, like, that guy can play. Hey, uh, how was uh, Mobile? They your first time down there? <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's kind of, 
I, I mean, it, it has a little bit of like a New Orleans vibe to it, like a smaller mm-hmm. you know, New Orleans. Some, some, did you get some, some beets? Had some good food. Yeah. You know? did, like, did you go to did you go to Winsel's Oyster House? <laughs> no. So um, we did barbecue on day one. This put this this way. This is my table at the barbecue day one was um, <clears throat> Rappaport, Breer. Um, who else is there? Siciliano. I don't think I spoke. I think I just listened to them oh talk for like God. an hour. Who, pick, who picked up the tab? Sounds like a douche. Who colony. picked up the tab? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Who'd you guys stick with the tab? Who paid the bill? You said that. You said that, not me. <laughs> all friends, they're all laugh like you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it actually. I think it went on. I think Rappaport picked that up. There you go. Okay, oh, biggest should, fish in the pond know? right there, Rappaport. Oh, yeah. Well, him or Breer. And, yeah, Breer's always trying to show that, you know, he's yeah, got the look bigger at me. D, but, yeah. Oh, man. The I think, yeah, I think, I don't know, I felt like Breer had some alligator arms when Chuck came. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then right afterwards, Siciliano flapped his ears and flew away. Oh, and that was it. that's oh, not even that's right. Not, that was so uncalled right. for. Why would you do that? Because y'all are thinking about it right now. Trying Didn't not even laugh, think about it you? once. How much do you stare nope. without him no- before he notices that you're staring? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because I would feel that like just not- uh, no. Not- hey, listen, those things are out there, but he's the only guy shorter and thinner than Giardi down there. <laughs> that that well, I mean, Rap is shorter than me. Okay, that is true. I don't know if he's thinner. I don't know if he's thinner than me. I, I don't agree. know if he's missing too many meals. And if he stood on his wallet, he's taller than all of us. <laughs> that yes, well, that is that's not hard to do these days. Yeah, that's very true, brother. Hey, listen, thanks for the time, buddy. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the first hand account. Have as good a weekend as you can have, friend. That's uh, yeah, it'll be uneventful and boring. Uh, <laughs> you can always best. you can always call me. We'll could talk over the weekend. <laughs> Perfect. See you, pal.